0: Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here for Classic Love Line episode 570 from December 4th, 1997, a Thursday night show with no guest. This is a newly acquired official tape replacing a previous 39 minute incomplete Toby Dog copy. It's unclear if they had a date correct previously, but this is definitely December 4th based on a guest lineup coming up. There was no content that could be uh, added from that existing recording to this one, so it is missing part of the last break. Just a couple of minutes. Catherine Bach was scheduled to be the guest, but no-showed. There's some funny opening conversation about the stupidity of youth and lack of insight. And a woman calls in who had a three-way with her husband and his cousin's wife. All in all, a solid no-guest episode. If you love the love between the two hosts, then this one's for you. As per usual, this will record in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherine on Current Day Love Line. 1-800-LOVE-191 listener discretion is advised you can follow us on twitter at podcast one on facebook podcast one there as well and podcast one.com the home of all your favorite podcasts mahalo and get on the following program is a podcast one.com production
1: content listener discretion is advised here's
2: love
3: lines of dr drew and adam carolla yes oh yes <laughs> Phone number. That is a
4: compensation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I think I can kickstart myself. Phone number. One, uh, one, eight. hold on. Can you turn that down? Thank you. one 800 LFE 191 is the phone number, Three one zero eight five four forty four fifty five. 4455 be the fax number. I'm Adam Corolla. That's my good friend, Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician, an addiction medicine specialist, and he is exactly the same off the air as he is on the air.
3: Is that scary? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Boy, it's got to be rough. I, I I, I, mourn more for your family. How's that? And colleagues than I do my for myself. I see my family. But. Just you being the way you are all the time. That's got to be rough. Now, Drew is one of the finest individuals I know. Wow. And Are uh, you hallucinatory
3: tonight? Are you okay? Yeah. I'm I l- so worried about you now. I licked a toad uh, on the way in. <laughs> hey, I got a great... I had a toadsicle. I got... <laughs> <laughs> Got a great fax from somebody in Arizona who is a, listen to this, uh, she is a specialist, previous zoo reptile department experience, uh, a professional herpetoculturist, mm-hmm. reptile breeder. All st- all kinds of stuff about this, and orange toads and their ability to squirt some of that stuff three feet at a distance.
4: Well, I was about to say that the reason, uh, just like the mushrooms and uh, bark or whatever it is that people decide to smoke or, or pop or lick, or, the reason God put it there, if you will, is a defense mechanism. Yes. You know the mushrooms don't want to be eaten by the right. cows. Even the marijuana
3: plant doesn't want to be eaten by the cows. That's yeah. What, know,
4: what happens is, is one of the cows eats the mushroom and then uh, goes back to the herd and goes, had a bad trip. Man.
3: But isn't <laughs> it the craziest defense of all? People want to talk about marijuana be, oh, it's a natural herb. It's a natural byproduct, natural they to hurt everybody who takes it. All right. That's let's, what it's different. Listen, you know, this on this on thing, pot, this bro. thing. Uh, these toads apparently can, when they go into ponds, mm-hmm. they're just the secretions from these little glands near their near their eyes um, will kill all the other amphibians in the pond. Wow, that's how powerful it is. Gotta get
4: one of these. Uh, can we domesticate these things? Apparently, they're all over the place in Arizona and Texas. Could you imagine if you uh, domesticated one and you could teach him to squirt that uh,
3: mind altering substance into your like coffee? When the toad is grabbed or molested, and that's for you, the glands will excrete a white white milky substance from the pores in the gland fluid is also extreme, an extreme mucous membrane irritant, and when a predator grabs the toad in its mouth, the, the experience varies from unpleasant to death.
4: Oh, okay. Well, listen, life, uh, that, that's really the yardstick in which you measure life, from unpleasant to death, if you think about it. That is the natural progression of life. All right, no guests tonight. Thank God, that makes my job easier. And we just finished watching that prodigy video. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we give it two thumbs up, by the way.
3: Which, a, which is interesting. We'll we start out talking about how I am. I mean, even I give that a thumbs up. Sure. People who call question to it don't understand it. it's a parody of all that stuff. It's not taking any of that stuff seriously. It's, it's showing how ridiculous our people ridiculous. are when they behave, uh, Thank when they you. behave like that. And then it calls into question our own assumptions and archetypes uh-huh. well, let's about not give people who perpetrate away.
4: Let's not thing. give away the ending, yeah. but uh, that's interesting. And also, um, from a purely artistic standpoint, it's very well done and very interesting, and um, uh, I'd recommend it to a friend. I mean, I'm, wor- no, I'm
3: worried about people under 16 watching it. I don't think they should watch it.
4: Well, that's all right, that but I mean, mean, I mean, uh, people uh, throughout history have um, gotten involved with artistic endeavors that push the envelope a little bit. Uh, as a so, matter of fact, this is one of those. Yeah, but that's the job of the artist. It's it's not the job. Of the nine to fivers, it's not the job of the guys who wear the suit and ties. It's the uh, artistic world, and it and it has been since uh, um, you know Shakespeare's day or, or or the Roman days. Jesus Christ, I'm starting to sound intelligent here, Drew. No, oh, I'm not. No. Okay, All right. All right, you ready to go forward here, mm-hmm. Drew? Uh, Anthony. Yeah. You're 15.
5: Yeah.
6: Okay, my problem is that I've had sex and. I didn't use a condom. I was wondering if you can get, like, the person being pregnant or, you know, AIDS but not coming at them.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. You can get AIDS. Uh, can you transmit it? Can you give it to her?
4: No. He's a virgin. He wants to know whether he can get AIDS. You can get AIDS. If he didn't orgasm. There are
3: body fluids being contacted, yes. Any intercourse can lead to transmission of any of the sexually transmitted diseases. Right. Because it, it
4: doesn't it doesn't crawl up the urethra. It does. It it does crawl up the urethra, right? And it but it obviously so it wouldn't uh, so actually ejaculating
3: would would help. Might force some out, right? Yeah, like uh, getting your penis pumped. Well, no, no, that tends not to. But um, is that how it gets in It crawls up yeah. the urethra? Yeah. Well,
4: what about uh, lesions or broken skin or something like that?
3: that? That's different. That can happen too. But the, for HIV, it gets into the urethra. And for, for non gonococcal urethritis and gonorrhea. Well, how does it and make its
4: way down the urethra, though?
3: Down? When it's, when the virus? Across the urethra. You're talking about virus? Yeah. It's more likely if there's an ejaculate, because that's where the virus, the, the concentration of virus, then will be higher, right? If some fluid is emitted. Yeah, but so for the woman Listen, there's a here, higher just,
4: risk. listen Jack Hole, we're talking about a guy here. We're talking about his likelihood of contracting HIV. Right. And, and and how ejaculating weighs into that. hmm Does it weigh into that for the guy? Thank you. Right. Okay, well that's this is what we're talking about. How uh, does
3: it crawl down the urethra?
4: How does it crawl down the urethra? That's the question that I was attempting to answer. Well go ahead. Stop no. eating so much pie and answer. But it doesn't the make question.
3: any sense at all. What do you mean it's going down the urethra? It's going up the urethra, right. right?
4: Hold on. Listen, Anthony's fifteen stone doesn't know enough to wear a condom. He he thinks you're an idiot. Am I right, what, Anthony?
3: What what goes down there? Listen. Oh, for Christ's sake. No, you're going to have to specify. All right, it
4: Anthony, hold on while I yell at Drew for just a second. All right? Okay. Let me just backtrack here like we do with uh, a lot of our moronic listeners. Yeah. Anthony calls. He's 15. He's had unprotected sex. Right. He didn't ejaculate. Right. He wants to know uh, if he could have contracted AIDS. I then, uh, because I, uh, it's part of my job to blurt out uninformed facts uh, that... uh the AIDS virus doesn't come up the urethra. It gets in through, a, you know, a break in the skin or something like that. You then correct me and say, no, in fact, it does go up the urethra. Up the urethra, The yes. AIDS a virus. Yes. How, in fact, then I posed the question to you, how does the AIDS virus go down the urethra? And I don't understand what you're talking about. Well, I'm, I meant, mean? okay, I'm, I'm down, up. I, I don't know if your, your it, it, balls are north or south, It does have to go up. Who it, the hell cares? All it has to do is get... How does it go through the urethra? All it has to do
3: is get to the surface of the urethra, and that is a very porous area. Things can penetrate that very easily. Okay. So it does not, in fact... Like, it to
4: travel. It's not like The Great Escape. No. Okay. It's a good movie. <laughs> they tunneled right out of a uh, Nazi prison camp. I was picturing the AIDS virus uh, digging. No. no. Okay, so it just has to get there. And uh, your likelihood of contracting it is higher as a male when you ejaculate because... No, I said likelihood of, of transmitting it. Okay, because, male. yeah, you wouldn't stay on the subject. But of uh, but uh if you ejaculate, it doesn't make a difference. For the male. One way or the as far other. Far as we know. Right. Far as you know. All right. Well, uh, uh, who was that, Anthony? Anthony? Yeah. Who were you having sex with? A girl. All right, now I'm hanging up on you Bye. because you're an idiot. No, don't. Uh, oh, you want to know her name? No, you idiot. Was she uh, your girlfriend or? Yeah, my girlfriend. Okay, so I, I want to know if she was a prostitute or you know somebody you met on a on a bus bench or something like that. She's your girlfriend. Yeah. She's not been around sexually too much. Not too much. No, she's uh, what, 15 herself? Yeah.
3: Okay, and you didn't ejaculate. Mm. All right, don't worry about it. You could still get her pregnant. Put a though. condom on. Yeah, you could still you? get her pregnant without ejaculating. You wear that. Uh, No. All right.
4: Okay, Anthony, I, I, I quit cutting health class and smarten up if you're going to have sex, please. Okay.
3: When did this happen?
5: About, like, last month.
3: Morning after pill, if it had happened within three days. Okay. Please. We haven't talked about that in a while. You notice that? Yeah. All yeah. right, Anthony. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, Anthony. Yeah? Wear a condom, please. Okay. And All right. Next time you call the bogus call, uh. What, do you think it was bogus? Be interested. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't care? A 15-year-old that just did that is going to be... No, he's not. What we have to say.
4: No, he's not. He's just stone and stupid. He doesn't mm-hmm. care. Please.
3: Uh, hey, uh... But we Kat. haven't talked about that morning after. Pill, okay. Yeah. You want to talk about it? Yeah, there's the pill overall. overall. Overall, I can take within 48 to 72 hours of unprotected sexual contact. will dramatically reduce the risk of pregnancy. Right, that
4: pill is just the regular pill.
3: That's yeah, the the regular, pill. It's just the pill. It's just I will a, say that because one people of, don't know that. It's one of the pills, the oral contraceptive pills, or two of them, actually. And uh, there are probably a couple of others that could be used that have similar makeup, but they've not been approved for that. And it will substantially reduce the risk of pregnancy. You have to take double up in, in one case, and actually take four a day in the case of the low brow, for a couple of days. And uh, it actually alters ovulation, it turns out. People thought for a long time... At least I even thought that it was actually causing an abortion, like like the uh, RU-46. Well, we all prayed
4: it did, But turns
3: out it doesn't. It Mm. it didn't cause implantation. It it, it impaired implantation, but it seems to actually impair the way ovulation functions. All
4: all that aside, the bottom line is, uh, I'll put it in, in, in English now, there are pills you can get. There are some of the same pills that you take for birth control. You just have to take more of them, right? and you put them on your nightstand, and if the condom breaks, you go ahead and take it that night or the next day or within 72 hours, which uh, I believe is, what, three weeks? No, three days, Right. and uh, it will stop the pregnancy from taking. Right. Thank you. Kevin. Hello. Hello. You're 36. Yes, I am. The first thing
7: I want to say is... uh, Wait
3: a a minute. Not from taking. uh, I said this three times. The, the, you're not with me tonight. Take, listen, I know what you're saying, but I'm just saying... There will be no conception. Look, the, the sperm will enter
4: the, uh, what? Nothing. What's past the vagina? Cervix. There's something between the vagina and the ass. That I know it's important now. What is that? The sperm will enter the... the, the uterus. But it's, uh, it will find no purchase there. All
3: uh, right. The, that, to re, me, that's like not taking. Well, but the people that object to these, what are called abortifacients, these things that make abortions happen object to the fact that a conception has occurred and that we're interfering with its implantation and the fact is that's not how this works i'm saying it's not taking
4: you know what i mean it's it's like you put gas in an
3: engine but the engine won't there's no spark it won't catch I, yes you're right i just want to be real clear because some people object to using this pill thinking that it causes an abortion okay. which it doesn't okay screw them Kevin. hello okay
7: uh, first thing I want to say is I'd like to get you guys back on CIMX. Call them up, find out what's going on.
4: Yeah, the mighty uh, uh, CIMX. Where, Sim- where is that?
7: 89X in Windsor.
4: Oh, Windsor. Windsor, uh... Canada. Canada.
7: Broadcasting to Detroit.
4: Oh, Detroit. yeah. Oh, really? What, are we not if on in not Detroit?
7: Your uh, nighttime broadcast, they're re- replaying you at 9 o'clock in the morning.
4: Right. i had heard that. Boy, that sounds sacrilegious. Yeah. I don't even approve think, of that. Yeah. Poor people, they, you know, have some egos and a cup of coffee, and I'm talking about whacking off for the fifth <laughs> time in the, in, the, in the last ten minutes. <laughs> Please, I couldn't even stand my own voice. I don't even talk in the morning because I can't stand the sound of my own voice before noon. Oh, boy. Uh, All right. So
7: anyways, um, I've just come out of the past three years, two women uh, looking back, uh, very similar uh, situations, uh, very similar problems that these women had uh, they both uh uh from the start had very low self esteem they uh they, they were very uh you know clingy very needed to be in a relationship uh and I felt you know that you know everything's good and uh you know they were treating me well um, things started to deteriorate in both situations from that point um mm-hmm. What I've noticed in both instances was the mother of uh, both of these women uh, were very domineering over their husbands, over the women's father, Uh, you know, just Mm -hmm. uh, abused them uh, uh, terribly. And I think that's what these women uh, were trying to do to me. I am definitely not out to uh, be treated like a doormat. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh-huh. when that situ- when that uh-huh. would come up, uh-huh. I would get uh, I uh, uh-huh. I mean to say the least, I would become angry. I don't want to be treated like a doormat. I give give be me a specific give me
3: a specific example of where you became angry.
7: Uh, of how I became angry, what or happened what happened and what you did at. both. <coughs> um, I would start out with
3: uh, one example, a good uh, clear one.
7: Well, like. Uh, uh, things that, uh, were going to happen in the house, things that we're going to do to the house or, uh, you know, where we're going that night, uh, not being asked, uh, you know, hey, would you like to go out with these people tonight? Or would you like to go do this? It's, uh, hey, we're going out with them or, uh, hey, you're going to paint the bedroom this color or, uh,
4: Yeah, stuff like that. Hold on, hold on a second. It's always funny whenever you uh, plead for someone to be specific and concise. I, uh, (laughs) I, uh, well, you know, it was uh, mainly mm, little this
3: and, uh, little that. And And whenever uh, we uh, went out, uh, she'd say, we're going out with so and so. And and I'd (laughs) say, well, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And
4: she'd say, well, uh, fiddly dee, peas and carrots. And I'd say, yada, yada, yada. And then we talk about painting the bedroom. <laughs> it's always funny when you really beg for, uh, as a matter of fact, beg um, for vagueness. I yes, think that, that is our that, only. That's yeah, going back to that. Uh, All right, Kevin.
3: Psychology. Yeah. Guy.
4: yeah. Okay. So, um whatever. And uh, uh, thank you for for uh, uh, for laying it out in such graphic detail. Whoo! I can't imagine living with a woman who would uh ask to go out with some friends and paint the room, then paint the room. But
7: now, no, no, wait a minute! All that's, right, that's, no, that's not it. It's not like, you know, I, I would say, you know, why don't we just stay home tonight? Oh no, we're going out with so and so tonight.
4: Okay, well there you go. Now, look, okay. here's the situation, Kevin. Um, somehow, I'm I mean, you, you you
7: can small you, examples.
4: I I understand. That occurred. Can,
7: I, I'm not trying to lay the whole thing on on the you know. On we
4: the we appreciate area. that. Here's the here's the situation. This goes for almost everything in life. You can really examine the people that you uh, work for, the people that you uh, have sex with, uh, the people that you get married to. You, you can examine them until uh, you're blue in the face. Ultimately, that doesn't get you too far because you have a whole life of examination. You're like uh, Dr. Leakey w- walking around with a clipboard. The best thing to do is examine yourself and then only work for people that treat you uh, a certain way only live with people or marry people or have relationships with people that treat you a certain way, only uh, choose to be friends with people that treat you a certain way instead mm-hmm. of um, analyzing and overanalyzing mm-hmm. what everyone else is doing, mm-hmm. what their parents did to them, although that's what we do for a living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Uh, it's best just to figure out in yourself what attracts you to a person that way, or what would make you stay with a person that way, and change that, straighten that out, yeah. and then go find a healthy person. Right. And then all the nutballs can get together because yeah. there'll be nobody left for the uh, crackpots, uh, a holes, and nutballs to date, but their own kind. And wouldn't that be a fitting uh, reward for them, Tabitha? Yes. You're twenty.
6: Yeah. Um, my problem is um. I recently broke up with a guy, and he, like, in the like post-relationship talk, I guess, he told me that um he thinks that I'm addicted to relationships, and the reason this bothered me was because a friend of mine had said the same thing about two months ago, and I was just wondering if that's even... If, if that's even possible.
4: I mean, today. Th-
3: there there is actually something called Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous, believe it or not, didn't I?
4: Yeah, I rented that.
3: Uh, uh, I was Sex I, and Love Addicts LTD, I think. I don't really um, think it's a particularly useful model myself. I think there are people that have grave difficulty being alo- alone and compulsively cling and pursue other people. Mm-hmm. Are you one of those people you can't be alone?
8: Well...
6: I think I could if if I like need if I had yeah. to be.
3: Yeah. And I think right, I, I, I could be an astronaut
4: if I got the right training. Right. But <laughs> okay. uh, have you ever been alone? No. All right, let's just chronicle your dating career. Uh, when did you have your first boyfriend? 13. 13. How long did that relationship last?
5: 6 months.
4: Mhm. And then when did the second boyfriend come along?
6: About maybe 2 or 3 weeks after he moved.
4: Okay, so you gave it you gave it some time. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, 13 year old, yeah. All right. And then, uh, then how long that one last?
6: Um, over a year.
4: Over a year. So now you're 15 and change. Yeah. And then how long before the next guy?
6: It started before that one ended.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Is that usually your birth transition? Yeah. No. And then, it
6: usually takes a couple of weeks before oh, I boy. break up with somebody before I start with somebody else.
4: And huh. then, um, <laughs> you know, during that, uh, that's, uh, that's a crotch rehab. Actually, uh, just uh, just uh, sitting in a uh, tub of um, Epsom salt for uh, three weeks. All right, so then how long were you with that guy?
6: Four and a half years.
4: All right, and uh, now we're up to present day? Yeah. No. What? Hmm? Right. Yeah. That took us about about years. True, you're not doing any math at all. Yeah. Uh, you're not counting the three weeks in between uh, okay. the relationships. Right. There's
3: got to be at least a month and a half in right. there. What, it, what is the quality of these relationships? Have they all been about the same? Yeah. Been, um. And what's that quality been?
6: Not real good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Most of the relationships have tended to be like off and one things.
3: Mm-hmm. Where like, you're constantly pursuing the guys. Yeah. And they want to do their own thing. Yeah. Little chaotic.
6: Yeah. Chaotic right. and
3: clingy. All Very right.
6: Chaotic. <laughs> what? Really chaotic. Yeah. All so
3: right. This good. is. This is uh, Your friends are right. It's not about being addicted. It's about having chaotic, difficult primary relationships. Tabitha, that we could easily bet on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that those primitive, stuck models of relationships that she has inside her own head need to be sorted out a little bit. And a requisite for that is being alone for a while. Mm-hmm. So she can yeah. examine herself and her own needs and actually sit and have whatever feelings there are that she's avoiding. That's where the whole idea of addiction comes from, that the, that she, her friends are telling her that she's escaping feelings by jumping into relationships, and that's true, she is. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to be alone with her own feelings.
4: Yeah. See, I was the opposite. Uh, no one would have me. I had, uh, between the age of 13 and 20, had a girlfriend for, you know, like a, like three months. Yeah, that that's time. why the, the masturbatory habit uh, works so nicely for you. Don't talk in front of the hand, Drew. Please. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. All right, Drew. I'm going to go put a glove on and we'll come back. Okay.
3: BlindsGalore.com wants you to know what custom means. It means the perfect shader blinds for you. It'll fit perfectly into your window. These aren't cut up with a saw by someone hoping to make them the right size. They are hand-built from scratch specifically for your windows. BlindsGalore.com is a pioneer of custom window treatments, and they've covered over 2 million windows. They know exactly how to get it right. Do not bother with the stress of going out to a store. With BlindsGalore.com, you can do it all yourself. And their expert customer service team is happy to walk you through the process designing your new custom blinds or shades. They're there to help every step of the way. That's right. Blinds and shades can make a room feel brand new. Been looking to update a room. This is how you can do it. They'll give you an amazing product, and you will save money. Blinds Galore makes it easy to get the custom blinds and shades you've always wanted in your home. Go check out BlindsGalore.com and let them know I sent you. That is BlindsGalore.com.
4: Hey, 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 hey. Yowza, yowza, yowza. Loving line. Loving you. Love line. Phone number for Love line. 1-800-L-O-V-E. One number. Factoid number. 310. You're losing it. Facsimile number. You're losing it. Let's go. Here we go. 854 You listen to the Big Boss Man, Adam Corolla. My sidekick. <laughs> Dr. Drew, the love doctor. All right, Drew, why don't you uh, punch up the big screen and let's see who we're talking at tonight.
9: Antonio. Hello, Adam. How are you?
4: you a big 2-8 and you're on the love line. Adam,
3: stop. going I'm going to like, jump across this table and...
4: Here, listen, I may um, get fired from this gig or this gig may fall apart and I'm going to need to work in radio. And there's no way I'm going to be able to do it with my current pace, tone... An attitude. I see. We have to learn to whip it up just a little uh, bit. I
3: see. Uh, well, don't practice here, okay? <laughs> this is uh, good to try out somewhere. All right. So send, do, make, make, a, make a what do they call those tapes?
4: Yeah, a, a uh, demo tape. Make demo a, tape. A, yeah, yeah. you would be great at them. Well, you know we're knee deep into radio. i make one of those tapes. Uh, <laughs> what do they call the clear? <laughs> you ever, I've never done the tape. I've never done tape either. All right, Antonio.
9: Well, yes, I have a question. Um, you brought up in the past that um, mm-hmm. producer Ann is considering uh, having a breast augmentation.
5: Mm-hmm.
9: I'm kind of curious. Uh, you've kind of really only skimmed the surface of the matter, and I'm kind of wondering um, why, I guess, first of all, why she wants to do it, mm-hmm. what she expects to get, to get from it, mm-hmm. and after she has it done, if perhaps she does have it done, uh, what she thinks the end result will be. Um, Mm -hmm. And also a brief note. Um,
4: Uh, Insecurity, larger breasts, and larger breasts. mm. Uh,
9: I I think I've answered all three questions, haven't I? I suppose. Can I just make a real brief note? Yes. Okay. Um, In the future, uh, if you book some guests, may I respectfully uh, request that you consider some of the supporting cast members of uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and also the fellow who does the voice for the Scream films? Since it's radio, I think it's kind of cool.
4: That's an interesting idea. You know, like the
9: the fellow who does, um, Hello, Sydney, do you know what time it is, girlfriend? And so on and so forth.
4: Right. Well, why don't you just come in and be that guy? We don't really have to book him.
9: I wish I was that talented. All right, well, thanks. Um, All right, here's uh, the deal.
3: Well, well, wait a minute. Oh, Jesus, Drew. What are you yelling into that mic? Here's the deal. The deal is uh, Ann was kidding, Uh, Ann was kidding, and Ann was kidding. And uh, she was talking about... She was?
10: I have fabulous breasts. I don't
3: need... Oh, What was the first thing I said?
10: That you, that I have fabulous breasts.
3: Well,
4: I didn't use the word fabulous, yeah, but I, I did mention that was uh, certainly one of the bullet points on you was the breasts. <laughs> and I mean, she was talking. If I was about... trying to sell you to one of my buddies, I'd start with the breast and then no, work my I way mean, around. The
10: reason I said it was because you guys wanted to know why I was talking to Doctor Marcel, who and, happens to be and
3: a And we were talking about you working on the MTV show, right? I it was in the context of that.
9: Well, she doesn't sound like she needs it. She's not. Comes across to me as a very intelligent and classy person. Thank hmm.
3: you.
4: Yeah. When well, do we take the filter off?
9: <laughs> okay.
4: That's oh, the, the beauty of electronics. Uh-huh. No, uh, Anne is all class. Uh, Anne is uh, very sporty, and Anne is and the I, last person uh, who needs a breast job.
3: And I was just yelling at her for not uh, joining us on the television program.
4: Yeah, uh, I think uh, are we allowed to talk about that? Well, well anyway, they they're looking. They're looking for a new gal, um, in uh, keeping with the love line television tradition of uh, having a new gal each uh, new season of course we're going to need a new gal although you know the, the the it's sort of will be bittersweet if ann comes aboard because of course we'll have to say goodbye to her at the end of the run as well, we do
3: to all our gal the, pals in the, the audience the least the less that is done to the radio program its content and format and dynamics hmm. the more successful it will be well,
4: i beg to differ true this is television now <laughs> this is not radio you understand yeah, it's been said many times. you got to learn to dance, buddy. This ain't uh, sitting around uh, scratching your nuts and uh, drinking coffee. This is big-time television. you, you need got a brain lot, vacation. you got a lot to learn. Yes, there'd be a catchy slogan. Hold on a second, Drew. That's something we could use for the show.
3: Oh, don't do it. You're going to get yelled at again tomorrow.
4: Okay. I'm just serious. I think that would be brilliant. Loveline, you need a brain vacation or uh It's my just but That's better. <laughs> Write that down because I'll forget about it. That would work. All right. Hey, Drew, don't steer me down that path. I yelled that I'm enough sorry, yesterday. i
3: I couldn't. You're, you're such an easy target. Tonight. All right. Well, anyway,
4: Cameron. Um, yeah. You're 16.
2: Yeah. Uh, I've been smoking like pod and doing some shrooms. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering what that's going to
4: affect me when I get older. You'll speak even slower than you currently do,
3: Cameron. It depends if you become if you are, in fact, addicted to the marijuana or not. Uh, no. Hallucinogens, of which no. marijuana is uh, a weak hallucinogen, sh- mushrooms are a stronger hallucinogenic, and things like LSD and ecstasy seem to disrupt the normal development of the brain and may even undo some of the uh, structure that's already there.
0: Uh-huh. I
4: didn't uh, really notice the uh, hallucinogenic effects of ecstasy the two times that I tried it.
3: It... it it's like marijuana. It's, it's not a strong hallucinogenic. It has hallucinogenic properties. Yeah. So some people will hallucinate rather profoundly. Yeah. And it's hard to predict what dose that's going to happen. Yeah, I did it with a whole bunch of guys. Uh, no, it's not usually hallucinogenic. One guy started laughing real hard and
4: spit an entire mouthful of coffee in my face across a uh, diner table in Vegas about 4 a.m. Have but you there. seen
3: people on marijuana? It's unusual, too, but it is hallucinogenic in sufficient doses.
4: Okay. Well, go along with that. But uh, certainly ain't mushrooms. Oh, boy. That's for sure. Uh, Cameron? Yeah? Um, here's the deal. Um, I'm not really uh, anti-drug, and I'm not really pro-drug. I'm just sort of anti-drug at a certain age and pro-drug at, a, at another age. And, and, and why I, is that? Because I don't believe you should be, uh, to, 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 to use one of my uh, fabulous um, analogies, uh, don't walk on the sidewalk until it's dried Otherwise, right. you're going to screw it so up. That's correct. I don't mind you walking on the sidewalk. I don't mind you humping on the sidewalk. I don't mind you smoking pot on the sidewalk. But if you do it while the cement is still a little bit sticky, you're going to leave footprints in it that are going to be there forever.
3: That's that's, basic, that's a great way of thinking what happens it is? when you use substances of this type particularly, and uh, before the age of 18 and particularly before the age of 16. It impairs emotional development for biological and emotional reasons, and mood disturbances are the most common outcome.
4: Yeah, I was not one of those uh, high school
3: Hesher guys. I was you're, a child. Yours the junior college Hesher type.
4: Mm, no, not too much then either. Uh, it's only lately I've become an addict. Ah. Keith. It's a progressive illness. Thank you. You're 32.
2: Yeah, i would had a couple of questions for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, what effect does having a schizophrenic parent normally have on someone?
3: Was she actively schizophrenic when you were a young child? Yeah. That's a question I don't know for sure. Uh, I don't. There is obviously a family tendency, in other words, a genetic tendency in schizophrenia, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be heritage. Uh, you, you probably would have got it by now. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and certainly there are emotional consequences. Hold cons- on. Which Keith are we speaking to? There are emotional consequences of having been with a parent that is so chaotic and uh, so detached emotionally. Well,
4: they didn't even have the medications and things uh, 30 years 30 ago. Years ago. That's true. I, I'm, uh, I'm imagining. Yeah, she's had this since you were
3: born, Keith.
2: Uh, I was about two years old or three years
3: old. Oh boy! Yeah, what have you noticed as a consequence?
2: Um, well, I don't. I'm, I'm not sure if it really affected me, but I don't really seem to be able to relate to people really well. I guess I'm kind of a typical computer nerd. I like. I'd rather just be alone than. Yeah, it's it's
4: it's a better life, Keith. <laughs> I, I know you're lamenting your own life and glorifying those of us who go out and communicate and live in the real world. It's horrible.
3: But that would make sense. I mean, if you never had the opportunity to connect with another person, if your mom was detached and uh, original. How, yeah,
4: you can't. Uh, schizophrenic people are difficult to have any kind of connection with. Right.
3: And if, you, if that's your model of a relationship, <laughs> then it becomes difficult for you
4: then. Uh, on the other hand, my mom smoked weed and locked herself in the room. Hmm. Hmm. Perhaps I have some difficulty <laughs> connecting as too, as well, except for I don't know how to work a effing computer, so I'm really out. <laughs> So, Keith, at least you know how to work your way around the Internet. Okay. Oh, Okay, Keith. Sorry about the connection trouble there. Keith? Yeah? Yeah, okay. You uh, got yourself a woman or anything? No, no. no. It's been a while?
7: Uh,
2: I haven't had any girlfriends.
4: Ooh, that is a connection problem. Um, do, do you yourself ever have hallucinations or delusions?
2: No, no, nothing like that.
4: It's hard to be delusional when you're not getting late. <laughs> hey, that's going to be my uh, next bumper sticker. Uh, well, at least of grandeur. What? Have you ever been with a woman? No. So you're a virgin? Yeah. Oh, good. I'd like to uh, get your number off the air because I'm conducting a test. Really? Yeah. What are you testing? I'm getting uh, virgins who are in their 30s together.
3: And? Just put them in a the room together? Just through. seeing how
4: long they float. <laughs> put them in water. <laughs> Just like bizarre sort of, um, uh, you know, uh, Hitler-esque experiments. Can... Bring that? Right, but... It's not be no one is comfortable doing it. The point is is the uh, the uncomfortable feeling you get from going to bed alone
3: every night uh, outweighs the discomfort of going out and making a connection with somebody. But, but this, this is the opposite case in his emotional world, which is the discomfort of being around another person mm. outweighs the desire to be alone. Um, you need to find
4: another person who's uncomfortable who has um, uh, breasts and go date them. Wouldn't you say, Drew? I'd say that. Keith? Mm-hmm. Listen, you're an intelligent guy, right? Yeah. Sure you have a high IQ, and there's a thousand and two reasons why you, you don't leave the house every day, but you're a smart guy, and there's nothing wrong with you, so let's get going on that, would you? Okay. All right, Keith. All right. If I'm not there. He's got a uh, Dungeons and Dragons game going with a guy who's in Hungary, uh, and as soon as he's done with that, he'll, uh, he'll be outscored. Oh, boy. All right, let's just, uh, <laughs> trying, to, trying to veil the number from me. uh, Ver, Vernol? Yeah. Hey. Hey. Hey.
1: Um, my question's for you, actually, Adam.
4: Yeah, Vernola.
1: Vernol. Um, okay. Stand by me.
4: Do you have a sister named Vernola? No. Okay.
1: Um, my question is. What
4: if your name is Vernola Hyman?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, my real name's Tommy, but everybody calls me Vernol.
4: Oh, okay. Where does that come from? Vern is from Stand By Me, the uh, fat kid in Stand By Me? Yep. I didn't know his name was Vernal. Well,
1: it was Vern, but they called him Vernal.
4: Maybe they just called him Verno. Th- yeah,
1: that's it.
4: Oh, I'm putting an L at the end of this no, one. No,
1: it's just Vernal. V-E-R-N-O. <laughs> anyway. this is,
4: uh Hold on. This is it turning another Green acre sketch. <laughs> uh, going to the store to talk to Mr. Haney. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. The pig didn't drive the car. Uh does a pig have a learner's permit? I, you ever watch that show? Yes. This is what it's like. Yes. It's yes. just constant confusion. No, no, it's Verno. V-E-R-N-O. Oh, oh Verno? no Verno? Verno. 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 All right. no slash ver slash null. Hang on. We're going to break. We'll be back to attack your character after this. Tommy John Underwear. Guess who's wearing his Tommy John t-shirt right now? I'm wearing the underwear. Upgrade. I was looking for my underwear. Proof and then I realized it. Gary, it's stolen them. <laughs> Up, you upgrade everything. You upgrade the cards. You upgrade the phones. You upgrade. Think about the TV. Think about the TV you were watching when you're wearing your old school underpants versus oh, now.
7: What a dark image that
4: mm-hmm. is. Literally.
7: me and the underpants and the <laughs> That's TV. That's right.
4: How about you upgrade... Your uh, underwear, shirts, socks, everything expertly crafted, luxurious fabric, maximum breathability. It's like wearing an undershirt is just like wearing two shirts or wearing boxer shorts. is like just wearing shorts under your shorts. Right. Tommy John is under apparel. So... It's the best, it's the best you've ever worn, and they have a guarantee. Go to tommyjohn.com now, check out their complete line of underwear under shirts and socks. It just you go there and you do what me and Gary did. You just you throw out all the rest of the stuff, you yeah. just you get rid of the old stuff.
3: Just clean out your entire drawer. It's the best. I mean, this stuff, you put it on and it never moves. I mean, boxers bunch up every 25 minutes. This stuff, you put it on one time, it stays where it was the whole day.
4: Use the promo code Adam. Get 20% off your first order so you want to go big. That's promo code Adam, 20% off, TommyJohn.com. Really just the best. Yellow, All right. Love line. Ho, ho, ho. Getting into that Christmas spirit there, Drew. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You going to buy gifts? Yeah. You are? Mm Mm-hmm. You send your nanny out to do that? Mm Mm-hmm. Do the kids make a list? Oh, Yeah. Oh, they do. Oh boy, we're into that stage of life right now. They're into Santa. Yeah. When does the average kid uh, get off the Santa jag? I
3: don't know. I'll tell you when we get there. I, I bet around seven or so. Six and a half. Yeah. Seven. But this is—they're really into it now. We actually have fairies that talk to Santa. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. A gay neighbor or something? What are you talking about? Yeah, quiet fairy. That they're quiet. Quiet fairy will tell the Santa that they're good. Oh, really? Uh, good. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, manipulating your kids You're that bad. way. Oh yeah, so how's the reinforcement.
4: Well, that's that's just out out how now lying. Just, that's I don't the call same that positive reinforcement. It's, how's
3: that different than Santa itself? Well, this is more elaborate. Yeah, that's really
4: taking the uh, Santa lie a step further. Yeah, it's, it's making it more specific to the the needs of
3: the household. So you'll be quiet. The kids are yapping. Yeah, you tell them. You tell them it's uh, close your eyes, go to sleep. Don't don't make a sound because the quiet fair is watching
4: mm-hmm and then the quiet and, uh, the story fairy and
3: they go to sleep right the quiet fairy then goes to santa uh-huh. for and
4: uh yeah to keep that quiet fairy thing alive uh for your daughter into the uh, in the later life you yeah. know for when the boys start coming around Ah. keep the pants on the Qu- quiet fairy uh yes oh yeah yeah and uh
3: especially when you're in a restaurant be quiet according to you
4: oh right right the quiet fairy yeah oh boy Oh, I'm so scared to have kids, girl. I don't play with you. Oh, you don't? Oh, good. It's <laughs> a rational fear. Yeah. So, um. Vern? Yeah. Okay. Tell us your name one more time. The name that your friends call you.
1: Vernal. V E R N O.
4: Mm-hmm. Say it one more time. Vernal. V E R N O? Yep. Vernal. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me ask you something. Okay. Uh, you know the motor oil Castro? Yeah. Or, actually, it is Castro. Would you would you say Castro? Yeah. Um, well, it's, no, that's Castro. How would you pronounce the um, guy who's uh, been in Cuba, Cuba for many years? Castro. Castro. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Where are you from? Boston.
1: Uh, no. Wisconsin?
4: Oh, Wisconsin. Well, yeah, it's worse. Hey, <laughs> that's a uh, that's the bad language in no colleges. Hey. <laughs> that's trouble. See, Boston, they got the horrible grasp on the on the English language, except for they have so many colleges nearby that it sort of compensates for it. All right. So uh, anyway, Verno, <laughs> not Verno <laughs> with the L at the end. What's going on?
1: Okay. Well, my question is this. Well, first of all, I got to tell you something, is that at work, we watch or listen to you guys on the radio every night.
4: Thanks. But,
1: now,
5: Uh-oh.
1: my question is... Is
4: that but, Adam Crowe?
1: Yeah. Um, the question is, is that, like, I met this girl three years ago, right?
10: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, we've been, well, we got to be really, really good friends. But then, like...
10: Who's now,
4: that, your friend Mr. Bull Jangles? <laughs> no. Okay.
1: But, anyway, so me and her got to be really good friends, and I wanted it to go farther than that. But, like, so she's like, well, then she was like, no, no, we're going to be friends. But So then I start seeing somebody else, and she totally freaks out, like, Mm -hmm. says we're going to be something. But So then I break up with this girl to go out with the other one, but then then she doesn't want anything then again. Mm -hmm. And it's been going on for, like, two and a half years now.
4: Mm -hmm. Let me, uh, Vernal. Yeah. Let let me me. just uh, pose a a hypothetical question here. Okay. What if you were to just uh, go out and ask her out? I have. Uh-huh. What happens?
1: And she's like, well, no. And then, But then when I go out with somebody else... So she else,
4: says no to that?
1: Well, she says she's not sure. And then so then I don't like waiting. Uh-oh. Out. I go out with somebody else, and then she freaks out.
4: <laughs> oh, man. So what? That's what I'd have to say.
1: What do you mean? <laughs> well, see, I want to go out with her, but she won't make a commitment either way. All right. It's like, she keeps playing with my head, thinking that. So I want to go out with her. So then she says that I
3: shouldn't go out with anybody else. Yeah, look, I, there's something wrong here. I mean, if there was, if this was meant to be, it would already have been something. Right. I mean, they're, they're either she really cannot have a relationship, she's really just not up for it emotionally right now, <laughs> or you really are just in the friend category, and she needs to have control over all of her relationships, including her friendships. I think it's pronounced you uh, control. You. control. Control. Oh,
4: yeah, control. Yeah. Yeah, she wants control over you. Well,
1: see, I told her if I wanted any more friends, I'd go back to summer camp,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and she didn't like that. So All I right. think she's afraid, like, to tell me no for sure, because then I said that I got enough friends. I
4: don't yeah. need any
1: more. Yeah. So, so, what do you think I should do?
4: Should I uh, wait around or no? You got to move on. You're banging uh, your head against—it's uh, like—it's uh, like—it's like, it's like banging your head against the fender of an old uh, DeSoto. <laughs> Sure, you weren't amused by that last one. Yeah, I was one.
3: thinking about uh, Tim the Russian rapper with his, with Vernal's accent superimposed. Wow. I got like John Roll. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, let's
4: see, uh, yeah. Um, uh, I got, uh, Bach Han like John, John and Roll. <laughs> that beach max steps up, I'm smocking the hole. Yeah, see, how, uh, how would Verno say ho? Mm-hmm. Because people think he was talking about a hole. Like he'd say uh, he'd say like um he'd be calling a woman a hoe. Yeah. Or saying let's just say garden hoe. And he would uh then call it a hole and people would be terribly confused. Yep. Wow. I wonder what part of it It's it must be like uh Elberg, Wisconsin or something It's from. Oh boy. Charisse. Is that, is that how you spell Charisse? Yes? Hey, Cherise. Hi. I don't think I've ever seen that name written. You're 17. What's going on?
11: Well, um, <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing, so I don't want you guys to put me down or anything, okay? Because you do that to a lot of people. Right. So, <laughs> kay?
4: okay? Okay. Okay. Call.
11: I'm 17, and I've never had okay. a boyfriend, and I haven't kissed anybody, and I, I don't know if that's normal.
3: Oh, we applaud that. If you, if you Yeah. I mean, look at the problems. If you want to hear what you've avoided, listen to this show for 10 minutes. Right,, mm, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's better to wait until you're really ready it, it, it what the only disturbing thing about it is that yeah. you are disturbed about it, and uh, you think there's something wrong, so what is um it, I think she she was ready since she was fifteen. <laughs>
4: uh, she's waiting. The guys may not be ready. Is that what's going on
11: i maybe I don't know, but i just I don't know I don't know if I'm oh. meeting the right kinds of people or if they're the right.
3: What kind happens of that prevents you from having a relationship what? you just you get panicky and anxious? No. Do the guys just don't ask you out?
11: Uh, yeah, and it's not like I'm ugly or anything, <laughs> yeah. or like I'm I'm not. I mean, because I'm fairly attractive, I hope you know. I I have people that like me, but I just don't like them.
3: Maybe I ought to get the uh, personal rating scale. Okay,
4: you're right. <laughs> As you all know, I beat my colleague Drew in the personal rating scale, where we took uh, a number from one to ten. We factored in. Looks, personality, uh, what the hell, sense of humor, and uh, position in life. And I ended up, uh, outscoring Drew. Uh, much to the, uh, shock and dismay of the female, uh, colleagues here at Loveline. Sherry wasn't right for a week. And I think she may have waged a, um, uh, she may have, uh, uh, waged a formal protest with the, with the, uh, personal rating. System uh, odds maker, somewhere. Sanction. Yeah, the sanction. All right, so um, how tall are you?
11: Um, I'm 5'11. Mm hmm. 5'10 somewhere around there.
4: 5'10 and a half. Ooh, it's quite uh, gangly. How much do you weigh?
11: 128.
4: Really? Yeah. So far, uh, there's no problem unless, uh, is 5 pounds of that in your nose? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no. 5'10 and 5'11, 128. Yeah. Mhm. Uh,
11: so
4: there's no like physical. Mhm. What color's your hair? Brown. Brown. Yes. It's oh, starting to sound like a project for me. <laughs> well. <laughs> Just uh, keep you in my closet and raise you till you're 18. <laughs>
11: Another
4: year. <laughs> mhm. Uh, oh. Uh, Never let's her put see. a number on herself. Yeah. What number would you give yourself? Um. Uh, you raise chimps? <laughs> What's going on there? Who's this, Jane Goodall?
11: No, I I think I'd probably be like.
3: What was that in the background? Sound like a chimpanzee screaming.
11: Oh, those are my <laughs> really my brothers upstairs <laughs> laughing. Wow,
4: well, living with Lance Link—that uh, that may be part of it. Yeah. So, what are you giving yourself? Uh, put your brother on the probably, phone. Let me see what he gives no, you. No,
11: no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> no, I think I'd probably be probably
4: like nine. Oh, a nine. I mean, I'm. All right. So you're picky. You got guys in team. Well, do, do you get good grades?
11: And smart. She's oh, you pretty, do?
4: Oh, a, boy. Sounds pretty mature, See, me. this is just the kind of girl in high school that I was just uh, scared assless to go up and talk to. She's smarter than you are and uh, better looking than you are and possibly taller than you are.
11: <laughs> well, there is someone that, that's someone special that's in Colorado, but I live in California and we met in Hawaii
4: this summer. Mm-hmm. So. What part of California do you live in?
11: Northern California. Oh, okay. Yeah.
4: Adam. Well, a man can dream, can't he? look at her right she's un un unscathed <laughs> well, she, will, soiled.
3: she will have her day just don't just be patient
11: i'm in, i'm impatient that's i
3: fine. know of course of course <laughs> oh boy college uh is uh, the floodgates
4: yep. of uh, dates yep. and um lewd sexual acts are going to open up well. for you. look she I'm, I'm
11: i'm more i'm you're not into that. Yeah, yeah, right. I've never gotten stoned, I've never gotten drunk. I'm mm. I'm not really into that.
4: Jesus oh. Christ, we should uh take some of her stink and like bottle it and, and sell it to your kids. <laughs> clone. Yeah. Get a little DNA sample. All right, uh you're fine. This, this, this is not a, yeah, you, listen, you're more than fine. That's, be, the, that's
3: the problem here. You're above average. You're in above all fine, things. yeah. You're super fine And then probably because she's not coming to some nobody at the PRS level is coming around. That's right. You
4: can't find a guy whose scale uh, soars to the heights of yours. You're a good nine, and you're you're hanging out with six and sevens. Listen, uh, lose the attitude a little bit and start uh, opening yourself up. You know what I mean? Just yeah. the posture. You know the way you walk down the hall very proudly? Yes. Yeah. I want you to sort of sag your shoulders a little and,
11: um, uh, oh, why, why that? Because
4: you, step. people, uh, you have so much purpose in your step and so much pride that, uh, guys are scared to come up and talk to you. It's a very difficult time for a guy being 17, 18 year old, being in uh, high school that way. A lot of changes going on, a lot of insecurities flying around. They see you coming down there, Miss uh, Prissy, with the straight A's and, uh, the, uh, straight A's. <laughs> All right, let me dream, would you? Close. Okay. The, the point is, is you're intimidating the guys. That's it. Leave yourself open a little bit. Okay. When you walk, sling your arms back and forth. Just swing them like hell. Don't walk with the notebook uh, clutched over your chest. <laughs> That's a very closed-off signal. Know what I'm saying, Drew? Yeah. Walk like a, a cro man. Mm. Mm-hmm. See if you can drag your knuckles. All right, Drew? Okay. Yeah. Forces of Nature Medicine, world's only FDA-registered and certified organic medicine. Helps me sleep. I got the little oh here it is. Ooh. I'm gonna smell this. Oh, I love this. A couple little dabs on my forehead. I don't want to do it now. I give a little put a couple drops rubbing it in the forehead. I'll just put a couple drops on the pillow. Smell that. Smell that. Forces of naturemedicine. forward slash Adam. Sleep issues, migraines, acne, scars, hemorrhoids, herpes all the all the good stuff.
2: Can I tell you something? Christy actually used this for her migraine headache just the other day, and I was just a little bit skeptical. It's this 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 drops you rub on your temples. She's like, that totally worked. Like it didn't like it wasn't a miracle cure. It was like that made my migraine like eighty percent gone. It was it was the one of the best things she'd ever tried for it.
4: Forces, thank her and thank you, forcesofnaturemedicine.com, forward slash Adam, whatever, um, go on, check out their website, check out uh, the fact that uh, only FDA registered certified organic medicine. Uh, Good stuff, and again, put a couple drops on the pillow and just Mm. take it in all night. No risk, by the way, shopping, by the way, forcesofnaturemedicine.com, forward slash Adam, try it out, there's no risk. Go to the website, check it out, see if it's for you. Ah. Oh, hey, yeah, that's a quick one. <laughs> hey, it is a love line. I'm uh, Adam Carolla. He'd be Dr. Drew. Hold on a second. Drew! Show's starting. See a uh, radio program you do and get uh, paid the same amount as me for five nights a week? No. Okay. Uh, phone number? Forget about that. that. And uh, we're just gonna go away for ten seconds, and uh, we'll be back in ten seconds.
2: This is Loveline on Radio Station
1: ninety-eight Hey, it's
4: the Loveline, man. we is that inside, Engineer Mike is not around tonight, and uh, we have a temporary engineer filling in and uh as I as I say each time I guess uh, I did uh, engineer Mike get fired or something or he did? Yeah. He's getting a breast job in, and uh, that's why he couldn't be here tonight? No. He's gone for the for the night. He'll be back Sunday. Each uh we always talk about this when we have somebody filling in, but um method for cueing you. You we sit here in this little room, we look through a piece of glass at the beautiful land, the lovely Sherry and the famous Lisa and uh, usually engineer mike and then whoever's filling in for him uh, gives their signal to now it's time to talk like you see in the movies <laughs> right but everyone's got their Action. own thing like uh coop just not looks at you he's like uh he, he he's he's like hammer and not hammer uh, mc hammer but uh, hammer from the uh colt 45 commercials right. uh, i'm looking for hammer yep. And he just sort of gives you, he looks like uh, Richard Roundtree a little bit. He's got kind of a shaft thing going. And he's cool, and he just gives a nod. He just kind of looks at you. Is he? Yeah, he looks at you and, and telepathically. His, his eyebrows just lower yeah. a little bit. His, he, he furls his brow a little bit, and then that, that's your cue to talk. Whereas Engineer Mike gives uh, the big stand up and wave. And, and Andrew Mike's sort of like a, one of those umpires. In the and in the you know. exactly what it yeah. is. There's yeah. some umpires that are uh, very theatrical when they call a ball or a strike, right. and then there's others that hardly move a muscle. Right. The engineers are that way too. All right. So uh, that's why there's a couple of beats in there before me talking that sort of thing. But uh, that's fine because uh, <laughs> on this show, come on, that's the least of our worries. All right, uh to the phones. Josh?
8: Yes. What's going um, on? Uh, calling to, you know, tell you guys that uh, I've listened to the show for quite some time, about, uh, seven years.
3: Wow. Since we're ten?
8: Uh, yeah, actually.
3: Now, I'm not too, I'm not, I don't know about that. Drew thinks that's a little, yeah. Yeah,
8: I remember, uh, Ricky. Yeah. And all, all you guys from way back when.
3: Yeah.
8: Um, just, you know, the show really guided my life, and, uh, um, you know, p- part of a peer counseling program at my high school. Oh,
3: and, and, great.
8: You know, just you always get these calls about people having problems, and uh, I just thought I'd praise the show and, you know, tell you guys you're doing a great so job. So, Drew
4: had a positive impact on you? Yes. Uh, so. Most uh, of the time we talk to someone who's been listening to the show for more than three years, they become uh, junkies and prostitutes. <laughs> this is the first one we've talked to who's become a peer counselor. Yes. It was great. Uh, you didn't say beer counselor? No. No. Okay. So uh, it is, uh, Drew has, um, has inspired you to go on and help others. Yes. And what would you like to do for a living when you grow up, Josh? Um,
8: well, first I'd like to be an English teacher, and then, um, but as I'm getting up to that point, um, we're trying to open up a youth center at our community.
10: Mm-hmm.
4: That's awesome. Let's, uh, forget about the English, uh, teacher. <laughs> uh, there's no buddy in the world named Josh who teaches English. There's no Todd's, and there's no Josh's to teach. Um, Josh is like he'd manage a head shop, and/or maybe a surf shop. He'd sell something by a body of water,
8: some sort of like board shop or something.
4: Yeah, I can see you selling like uh, wax and bongs. <laughs> All right, no, so uh, I'm not you, into the drugs or the beer. No. You want to be a teacher, mm-hmm. and you want to help others, just the way Drew helped you. Yeah, that's wonderful. Giving something back. Yeah, I like that. I do. And of course, uh, the show's never been better. Uh, with me at the helm, yeah. <laughs> of course not. Uh, thank you. That's what I like. Yeah. Uh, All right, Justin. Did, did yeah. you have a question or a little just... Freudian slip there? Uh, well, it's e- not- yeah, I may, have, I may have left out a connecting word yeah, or two. So. <laughs> Possibly intimidated by the potential English teacher. <laughs>
8: um, nothing real serious. Uh, you know, I just I have a kind of a, a self esteem problem, and uh, you know I notice it, and I you know, I try to work on it. But just wondering. Um, you know how how do I get over it? You know I've talked to my other counselors, and uh, you know I just try, probably, to work, but it never seems to work.
3: Probably you just live for a couple more years, and it will take care of itself, or you get a prostitute. I I think you know, particularly males that age, mm-hmm. always feel sort of inferior, and not always, but very very commonly, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And the ones that don't end up like your friends. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Thank you. Want to include any uh, family members in there? (laughs) But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, I just had. uh, Actually, it's funny how life works. Um, Snake was over at my house. Uh, Snake, who was uh, Todd Oiler, who um, was named or nicknamed after a uh, character in Speed Racer named Snake Oiler, was over at my house uh, just a few nights ago. He's my age, and we were uh, going over old times. And uh, there's a friend of mine who uh, you've never heard me talk about before who uh, died of uh, AIDS mm, about five years ago, maybe six years ago. And, uh, you know, got into the drug culture, got into the uh, fast lane, uh, basically uh, had some substance abuse problems, uh, became sort of a chronic BSer, and just got into that life. Uh, especially, uh, you know, during the mid and later '80s, uh, that was fairly uh, rampant. So, I've known the guy since the fifth grade, and we were talking about how this guy. We sort of broke this guy down. He He's the guy with no no dad. No, no. Well, most of them had no dad, but uh, no. This guy uh, came from a decent family. They had parents that were concerned. This guy won the bicycle that you win through selling the boxes of candy for the Little League Drive right. when he was about 11, which means, it always means your folks take a couple of cases into work, right. pedal them around and so forth. I, on the other hand, had the folks where um, I returned the box. It uh, looked like rats had gotten to it uh, two weeks later, and it was uh, $7 short, and I had chocolate on my mouth. <laughs> And was then sort of roundly uh, chastised by the coach and uh, administration for screwing up the candy drive. This guy actually sold enough to win the uh, Schwinn bike. And he was a decent athlete, and he was nice looking, all the girls liked him, and he was a good student and everything. Somewhere, and he was always... The sort of big man on campus. Uh, mm. Brimming with confidence, always had a girlfriend, always had that little wow. giddy up in his stride, and uh, somewhere along uh, 24, 25, 26, uh, just couldn't uh, keep it together. Part of it is not living up to where you were going when you were 15, 16. Right. Because when you're 15, 16, 17, uh, there's never any money involved. You can be the coolest kid and be the poorest kid. You don't, not always the same guy, but what I mean is, is you can get away with it in high school because everyone's even in the sense that nobody has a job, nobody has an income, nobody drives a car, uh, especially if you're, you know, uh, in junior high or something like that, and you're all sort of on the same ground. And people don't know where kids come from, mm-hmm. for the most part. Uh, you get out into the real world, you got to make some money, and they know because they see you uh, like me driving a uh, Mazda pickup truck with a uh, aluminum level dragging off the back of it, and uh, window cranks busted off, and uh, stained uh, deep mahogany, and they uh, they smell loser coming down the road. But uh, this guy, I was used to kind of being a loser, but this guy never really. Uh, so he began lying. Mm. And telling people he was doing all these great and interesting and fascinating things, meanwhile doing more drugs and whatnot, and eventually um, uh, contracted AIDS and died. Wow. Um, and and uh, and then his uh, other brother died too. Oh oh, yeah. Imagine that. You have a Two, Is both the kids. Three sons. Oh, no. uh, two of them die before. Uh, one dies about 19. The other one dies about 25. What happened to the 19-year-old? Uh, driving a car out to like Reno uh, with another buddy, uh, getting loaded, drinking. Yeah. Uh, spin off the road. One guy lives. One guy dies. So imagine that as a parent. It's like the it's same. Uh, uh, don't you know? Not putting a curse on you or something, but three kids. Two of them gone. Horrible.
3: Early. Um, un- unthinkable. Unthinkable. But anyway. But it is how addiction affects people. It's, that's the thing. And so you also got to surmise that one of the parents was an addict. And so that's... No. A yeah. But listen,
4: yeah. I... Uh, uh, oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the guy who uh, crashed off the road. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about the the other thing. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Although, Jesus Christ, half my friends got into stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of it is the times... I mean, listen, the parents weren't around when cocaine was around, right? Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, I graduate high school in 1982. It's 1982, 1983, 1984. Cocaine is like, pow. Yeah. It's good for you. Yeah. It's cheap. It makes you feel on top of the world. People don't know how addictive it is. People without an addictive uh, background could still get hooked on this stuff. Maybe not as easily. But don't you think they can get hooked on it? 85% of cocaine addicts are alcoholics. Meaning uh, they have that gene. Yep. Mm. So there was uh, some. Yep. Yeah. But in some cases, it skips a generation and that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean your parents... Drank in right. front of you or That's something true. like that. Okay. Now, what the hell was my point?
3: Uh, we were talking about why it's so usual for a young male, particularly adolescent high school age, to feel lousy about themselves. Yeah. It's very difficult Is to show good. The, the kinds yeah. of things that a male uses to, uh, to create an identity and feel good about himself... Develop later. Yeah.
4: All the guys I know felt real good about themselves at 16, 17, because uh, feel a, real bad about themselves yeah, now, and vice an, uh, uh, versa. That's
3: an illusion at that age, and it doesn't create the sort of motivation guys need to to persevere.
4: Absolutely. Justin. Oh. What do you do? Hang up? You there? <laughs> Justin. That's nice. Thank you. <laughs> Just seen what I wanted to do. Never mind. Justin, you're 15, and you've uh, hung up the phone. Geez I've been going to hold for one minute. uh one hour, I should say. Boy, oh, it's getting to be the end of the week. Cindy. Yes. You're 23.
12: Yes, I am. How are you doing, on tonight? All
4: right. We're a little chatty.
12: A little chatty? No, we are. Well, that's good.
4: You're a little defensive. Do what? Okay.
12: No. I have a serious question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I have herpes, and I'm moving in with a new roommate.
4: Mm-hmm. You know what we call it here on the show? What? The happies. The happies? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wonderful (laughs) makes people feel better about it all of Uh, a sudden it's not so bad
12: yeah i guess so huh so anyway i'm moving
4: in with a new roommate and uh, i gotta make some commentary for a second (laughs) i realized uh in this society one thing that people lack quite a bit sense of humor no i mean yeah they lack a sense of humor but they lack a sort of um conversational etiquette adequate adequate Etiquette that enables them to make sort of smooth transitions, yes. Yes. you know. Like you go, um, you go, yeah. We call it the happies. Makes people uh, feel better about it. <sighs> whatever. Okay, so I'm not gonna go on now. Just, uh, just for the sake of conversation, and just uh, so we don't have conversations about. It, normally, you just think, okay, this guy's a dick, but you go, <laughs> okay. Anyway, my problem is, and you just go on with it. But our listeners always do Like I'll go. Uh, it's Bob. He's 22. Yeah, I, I am. A- anyway, it's <laughs> it's kind of weird with the transitions. You know, well, they're sense?
3: telling you something. I'm passive
4: aggressive. Remind me to tell you a good story about uh, uh, Thanksgiving and, uh, a, uh, and, and a and a good one that my uh, uncle Vince told about me. All right, you writing down Thanksgiving? Yeah. Okay. Uh, where the hell are we're going, Sydney? Yeah. Oops. Damn. I'm getting old. Cindy? Yes, I'm what, here. What's happening? You know, we call it the Happies.
12: Yes, that's funny. <laughs> I've heard that before, actually. Okay. You know, honestly, um, Adam, you can be a little imi- intimidating sometimes.
4: I'm sorry, baby. And
12: I'm not trying to put you down. I'm just no, I understand. Okay.
4: No, you're right. Okay. You, you just made him feel good and powerful. Don't, don't no, no, no. I, I realize that. You're calling in. You're a little bit nervous on the phone. Yeah, of we course. we got a guy who's uh, making fun of everybody. <gasps> I understand. Okay, Cindy, what's you going know, on? You
12: know, it's something I'll get over, obviously. What's yeah. going
4: on? You're lucky. I think you're good looking.
12: Well, yeah, you haven't seen me yet.
4: I know you are, though, aren't you? Oh, well,
12: yeah, I guess a lot of people think so. Really? Yeah.
4: Same people? Pardon me? What city do you live in? Uh, Denver. Mm. Okay.
12: Why? Is that bad? <laughs> I've been
4: trying to get a chick here all night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. What's going on? Right.
12: So, anyway, okay, here's the situation. I, I have heard... Cindy
4: immediately slipped into that sex voice. Pardon me? I got that hair. Uh huh.
12: Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, what can I say? It happens.
4: All right, Cindy, what's going on? If
12: you want it? I'll deliver.
4: Mm-hmm.
12: Anyway, um.
4: Well, I wonder how she got herpes.
12: <laughs> <laughs> All right,
4: Adam. Tell her some DJ.
12: Now calm down, Adam.
4: Okay. What um, do you do for a living, Cindy? Pardon me? What do you do for a living?
12: Um, I really not going into that.
4: Uh huh. That's um, right. I smell a professional here. Well... <laughs> totally nude or just topless?
12: Oh, no, 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 no. No, I, that. I feel that I'm worth a lot more than um, dollar bills down my panties. Thank well, you.
4: Let's see. Hold on. Now I'm um, intrigued. But you use your sexuality in some way, shape, or form to make a living, right? Oh, no. No? Cocktail waitress? I
12: use my flattery in my profession, but not my... Um...
4: Hold on. What part of the vagina is that? <laughs> what uh what do you do? Do you you work at a restaurant or something? I'm in retail. No oh, retail. Yes. Oh, you work. Oh, what you work at like a clothing place?
12: No, I sell furniture.
4: Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, we should talk. I need some furniture. Yeah. Really? Yeah.
12: Like what kind? Like a Murphy
4: bed. Like a what? Murphy bed. A Murphy bed. Yeah. Oh. And it's probably high end. Is place that all the holes
12: in it so you can just have fun all night long yeah, by for,
4: for drainage.
12: Yeah, that's what
4: I thought. Yeah, it's sloped in the middle. Yeah,
12: I've heard about that one. You
4: guys done? Yeah. Cindy?
12: Yes.
3: you have a question for us? Yes, I definitely yes. have a question for you. All right, go ahead.
4: Because i got to take my jacket on. It's getting hot in here. There
12: okay, is, so eh? I don't think I need to reiterate this again, but I will. All right. I have herpes, yes. and I'm moving in with a roommate. Okay. Okay. And, you know, what it basically, basically comes down to is that I'm wondering if I'm obligated to tell her.
3: Uh, obligated? Are you going to be sharing the same bathroom?
12: Yes, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to keep my own toiletries right. in my bedroom. Do you have frequent I'm going out- to keep my towels in my bedroom. Do you have
3: frequent outbreaks?
12: No, I don't. I haven't had an outbreak in four months.
4: How's
3: the transmission from towels? A wet towel can carry the virus. But is that Very something? rare, very rare. Very, very rare. But, but, I mean, you're, she, she's but been considerate. be safe. Yeah, she's been considerate, and she wants to be sure. I I, that's a tough question to answer. I right have, have, how are you, you going to explain keeping
4: your towels in your room?
12: I don't have to. I mean... I don't know. I really, Adam, honestly, I don't feel like I have to answer to anybody. I don't want to. Well,
4: I don't mean somebody is going to accuse you of stealing your own towels. What I mean is (laughs) is they're going to see you uh, after living with you for a few months, walking in and out with like a handful of towels and say to you, uh, why don't you just go ahead and hang it on the rack there and save yourself a trip. You know what
3: I'm saying? I I think it would be nice if you could tell her. Is it he or she? It's a she. It would be nice if you could tell her. Uh, but I don't think you're really obliged to, and certainly is your business, and it's it's appropriate, and I think a a, a must that you be careful not to create a s- situation where you could transmit it, but it'd be very unlikely, and it'd be a pretty easy thing to protect against. Right. If you
4: have your own toilet seat, you can switch out each other. That's not
3: transmit it no. that way. Yeah. It's not, yeah. but
4: it can through a wet towel.
3: Yeah, yeah. wet towel puddles, that sort of thing.
12: Mm-hmm. Um, the reason- <laughs>
3: like why? inside of a bathtub, you're sitting on the edge of a tub or something. Oh, boy. Yeah, really, listen, and you'd have to have is, a full-blown outbreak. This is
4: never going to happen. Yeah. Right.
12: All
3: right, so don't
4: worry the
12: about it. The reason I have a real problem with this is because I know she'd freak out. I mean, she's she's kind of immature. Right? All right,
4: well, then don't tell her. Because he, let me tell you something. People that have uh, big immature reactions to things are just begging not
3: to be told stuff.
12: Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. Good.
3: Screw her. Don't tell her. Okay. Just mm-hmm. keep your towels. Cindy, to you yourself. and her are made for each other.
12: Pardon me?
3: Uh, you and Adam are made for each other.
12: Yeah, I know. I was just about to ask when we were going to get together.
3: Uh, when are you coming to Denver? Uh, I know were,
12: you were in Boulder a couple of uh, couple weeks A couple weeks
4: ago, yeah. 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 We missed you.
12: You sure did. Yeah. We I missed c- out big time.
4: Yeah. Okay. All right, Cindy. <laughs> All right. And uh, do you think your looks and work for you when it comes to retail, like even selling furniture?
12: Almost to a bad extent. I have... Uh, some guys that get a little obsessed and peer in the windows and see if I'm there, and it's, really? it's kind of scary. <laughs>
4: really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not that good looking, you know.
12: Oh uh, no, I've seen you, baby. <laughs> I've seen you on TV. Right. Yeah. It's
4: so a lot of makeup and a hairpiece. <laughs> yeah. And a codpiece as well. True. I don't know if you're aware of that. I'm going to wear a codpiece. What's a codpiece? the so thing dancers wear in their uh, tights, male dancers, that sort of fill out the package. Ah, I see. You know how when you see the male, uh, like the Nutcracker, and you don't see the guy's, you know, the ring of the foreskin or right. the <laughs> nutsack hanging over there? and be, uh, Dancers figured it out very quickly. Although I saw a guy wearing the uh, cycling shorts uh, crossing uh, Beverly Boulevard the other day with just... Uh, I, I his his penis is now indelibly etched into my mind. I thought to myself, I can see your penis at a hundred and fifteen yards, you jackass. Put some goddamn underwear on. A cod here. piece?
3: Yeah, cod piece. Where, where'd that name come from, Andre?
4: I wonder? I think in the old days they would actually just shove a cod oh, down their uh, shorts. I don't know, look up cod, oh, for Christ's sake, there's, there's a party going on over there. Look, go look up cod piece. Uh, Sherry knows. Uh, dancers wear it, male dancers. That's why they all have such a uniform package. That's why you, you never say, oh, that Borishnikov, he's hung. Or that other guy, he's, he, he's, he, you know, he should be ashamed of himself. Have, you're looking it up, Jerome?
10: No, we know the origin right here. Yeah, oh, you
4: yeah? do? Yeah. yeah. What is it? it oh, <laughs> swings. It's,
6: um, it started like in, maybe like in Crete or one of the oldest civilizations because they've got uh, statuettes and statu- uh, little figurines of guys wearing cod pieces. Mm-hmm. And they would have them, it would be like a whole cod piece and then they'd, they'd have like even really long kind of tails on them and stuff. And that was, was the like merkin. A, I don't know.
4: The merkin is the fake pubic hair you slap yeah, on underneath really? the cod piece. <laughs> right? yeah. Who knew? Who knows more trivia about the uh, groin than Adam Carolla? <laughs> Are you still looking up the codpiece?
3: Codpiece, hmm, a flap or bag concealing an opening in the front of men's breeches, especially in the 15th and 16th centuries.
4: Yeah, because back then you wore tights everywhere, and uh, you didn't have uh, jock straps or underwear, and you just couldn't afford to have uh, you know the royal jewels hanging out of the hanging out of the tights that way.
3: Bag concealing an opening in the front. Well,
4: now and it's more dance. like a like a like a cup or yeah. something that dancers. You ever? Don't you ever look at the groin of the guys who are dancing? No. Oh, please. Ann never even sees a guy's face. He's so fixated on the groin. All right, it's very no.
3: uniform. We're gonna. I'm gonna take control of the show. Oh, <laughs> we, you are. We are all over the place. I feel late. Uh, we're gonna go to break, and we're coming back, and you're gonna tell us about uh, Uncle Lou and Thanksgiving. Vince. Okay, Vince. Fine. All of- All right, everybody. True Car, you know how much I love these guys and their app. I spend uh, a lot of time on it, and it's a way to see exactly what's going on in your area. Pick a car, learn about the cars, and see what people are paying for the very car, the exact car you want. You know, there was previous ways to buy cars. You went and hang out on a lot. Now technology evolves. Everything evolves. Buying cars evolves. It advances. It makes sense. There's a new and better way to buy a car. Well, that's now called TrueCar. The True Car app, it's special, unique. Their certified dealer network is unsurpassed. They partner with over 10,000 True Car certified dealers that believe in a new way to buy a car. It's hassle-free, it's easy, it's fun. Use the True Car app. You can get guaranteed savings. True Car certified dealers will honor the savings that are guaranteed and locked in at True Car on your True Car app. It is that simple True Car and True Car Certified Dealers. And using True Car Certified Dealers, you will save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. No headaches, no hassle. It's fun. And if you don't even want to buy a car, you just want to learn about it, check out the app. Two million cars sold through TrueCar Car Certified Dealer Network, and you will work directly with the Certified Dealer Contact. It is easy, it's evolved, it's technology, it's made simple, it's about time. love
4: line. And I'm crowing. that's a dude. Phone number for Love Line, one eight hundred LF one nine one, fax number three one oh eight five four 854 for five. All right, my um sad, uh but true and sort of uneventful Thanksgiving story. It's not a uh, uh it's a true story and there's no um I didn't want to call it a true story because uh, that makes it sound like it's uh, going to be more important than it is. It was just a funny scene, and it may have been uh, one of those you-had-to-be-there kind of scenes, but um, I'll see if I can do it some justice. I'm sitting uh, over at um, Uncle Vince in uh, Aunt Pat's house, who turn out to be Cousin Vince and um, Cousin Pat, even though I, I think they should be my uncle because he's uh, 65. Mm. Uh, it turns out to be a cousin. It's got to be on your mom's side of the family. No, dad. Huh? hmm. Vince Bruno is a uh, Italian guy from the uh, Philadelphia
3: neighborhood. Your mom's uh, family tree is the one that's so confusing. Mm, yeah, she goes back a couple she times. did
4: not really it? know her. Yeah. yeah, there's roots grown into, like, knot holes and right. stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, got to work that into a joke somehow. Your family tree so screwed up, you got a root grown into a knot hole, son. Anyway. Uh, so, I'm over there, and uh, you know I don't. I don't. I've known these people since I was uh, a, a, a lad, and uh, they're they're glad to see that I'm having some success now. And you see them once a year, so they've uh, they've caught the show or uh, read an article or something, and they're nice and happy. That uh, these are the ones that ask who show it is. Been some uh, success. No, that's uh, like uh, Uncle Ralph out ah, in Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, me and Connie, we don't approve of the show. Uh, but, Connie wants to know uh, whose show is that? Is that your show or drew 's show okay there a lot of sophistication there, but anyway and don 't don't sidetrack me anymore so Vince uh, Uncle Vince says to me oh, we 're all sitting around the uh, Thanksgiving table you know adam i uh, i uh, I knew you had it in you he 's kind of in his own way saying it 's nice that you you 've made something of yourself. I remember. And I don't know if your dad told you this story. I just told your dad. If, if you told him, Jim, uh, naturally my dad sits there. There's like a like a like a stump, like a petrified piece of wood. Uh, uh, no, oh okay. Well, let me tell you this story. And he's sort of alluding to uh, this is how we knew great greatness was afoot. You know, when we were, uh, you must have been eight or nine years old. and we We're playing football in the front front yard, and. Um, you uh you caught the ball and you're running for a touchdown and uh um, you really had to look like uh you were determined and uh anyway uh uh pass the stuffing and it just it was like it completely <laughs> faded out it was it, it started off and it's something i've never had in my life, which is uh we knew you were destined for greatness when story the kind <laughs> of story everyone really waits their whole life for uh somebody to sit them down and explain to them. About uh, how uh, they saw that sparkle, that eye, of the tiger, that uh, that greatness uh, coming through. It it's uh, such at the, even at the tender age of uh, eight years old, and it was like going that way. And I think uh, Uncle Vince was waiting for my dad to jump in, but my dad didn't jump in, and then he just kind of like became disinterested about halfway into it, and it just kind of fizzled down to the bottom. And I was thinking of jumping in and finishing. Myself talking about the kind of uh, you know determination and stick to itness, but uh, I just decided to let it, it die. Sounds like too.
3: one of those sort of screen memories that when you actually articulate it, turns out to be eh, nothing. It's, it, like, it's like trying to describe a dream. It would, have, like, uh, if you were there. Uh, yeah, but if you're not there, well, yeah, it really didn't mean anything. It would have
4: been a uh, a very funny scene for a movie if uh, somebody's uh, basically stands up, sort of making a toast and about to explain how uh, greatness was guaranteed, and then just sort of uh, sort of loses a little momentum and uh moves on with the with the festivities. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny that he brought it up in the first place. He just didn't really feel like finishing it off. Uh well maybe I should get a little further along and then uh he can finish that off. Uh wait what? Going to this? Mm-hmm. Uh oh boy. Chris uh uh Crystallina.
10: <laughs> I
4: mean Crystalina.
10: Holy what's happening?
4: Hey Holmes, what's up? <laughs> How are you guys
10: doing tonight? Good good
4: you're 19 what's your question
10: yeah i have a man
4: and uh <laughs> he smokes a little pot too no yeah really what do you smoke a little pot uh
10: yeah most days uh try for every day yeah
3: mm-hmm. how, how did i know that
10: <laughs> Nah.
3: No, um i can see that I, it changes people so substantially i can see it a mile really away. i can see it a mile i a got day. caught
4: up in like the accent
3: the whole thing or anything. Okay. No, it hasn't changed me. <laughs> yeah, well, it has. Okay. It has. How, how did I know it? How did I know it the moment you open your mouth?
10: Psychic? No. Uh
3: oh. I'm not psychic. <laughs> just I deal with lots of human beings, and the patterns are reproducible person to person.
4: Yeah, but you know, you got to give uh, you got to give her credit for coming up with the psychic line because <laughs> most yours. most times when you I approach <laughs> when you approach a stoner and go, "How did I know?" You, you give them like a little brain teaser, they go. Ugh. <laughs> All right. So you smoke a lot of pot. What's your question?
10: Okay, my man likes to go down on me, but can mm-hmm. I get a disease or anything if he
3: if he's got one to give you
10: from a mouth? Absolutely. Really? Mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. Most most Is there anything
10: uh, like I can use or anything to prevent it.
3: A dental dam. Which is basically a sheet of latex that mm-hmm. he would just lie across there. Not Her, the, herpes uh, is a good one you can get, even if he hasn't contracted the herpes sexually. I mean, you know how, you know how people get cold sores around their mouth frequently? That's herpes. And if so, one of those is coming out when he does this to you, he will transmit herpes down there.
10: Hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Why, do you suspect that he has some? Symptoms? No, I, no, I no. don't. Okay.
10: I mean, we use protection all the time and everything, and this has just been a thought on the top of my mind and everything well
3: if he's not at risk and if he has not other partners then you're fine but to, if to be perfectly p-
10: um <laughs> mm-hmm. so i don't
3: know It's he
10: must like
4: it so you don't give him sex that often
10: no nope.
4: yeah hey I, 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 you're kind of a prude i i can see that Nope. no you're not you just don't enjoy sex no i do you do but why don't you give him more sex i
10: don't think he's the one
4: is that the one yeah so you just let him go down on you
10: yeah
4: yeah so like if you went out on a date with a guy and he was uh he's a little rude a little abusive a little I arrogant know, I mean, you mean i'm it,
10: like real concerned about pregnancy and i mean mm-hmm. i just know he's not the one so mm-hmm. that kind of has a little bit to do
4: with it right you go down on him hell no oh boy He's like a four and a half. No guy who is as good looking as you are looking, even if you're five, would uh, would, would take that kind of abuse. What's Oh. He's kind of ugly, right?
10: No, actually, he's very attractive. Oh, really? Long hair. Mm. Mm.
4: Very sexy. Okay. What do you do for a living?
10: Um, I'm a supervisor.
4: Oh, boy. Yeah. What? <laughs> Yeah, well, who could you possibly supervise?
10: Well, actually, mm, a lot of older people than me.
3: <laughs> hey, what do you supervise?
10: Um, I'm a, in it's a wire industry like Ray Hill Packard, IBM. We-, we like produce the wires and stuff like that, you know, like the crimping and the Oh, okay. Right. It's a what S- is it? A factory.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it's a that's big, uh, like a big house where people work. Yeah. There's a lot of noise. Oh,
10: uh, crimping machines. Yeah. yeah.
4: All right. That's a factory. Now, here's the thing about uh, marijuana, though. She's uh, a very laissez faire attitude about life. And you uh. see, she, this is why I endorse marijuana. Right. Cause because it because uh, be the people go out
3: and get drunk, um,
4: they go out and raise havoc. That
3: Prodigy video, for instance.
4: Right, there you there's go. a good example. If that person of, uh, had not
3: been drinking.
4: No, see, if it was a if that prodigy video uh, that uh, a lot of you haven't seen, but that Drew and I saw tonight, if in the beginning scene the guy had a bong load instead of a couple of shots of vodka, That would have been the end of the video? The rest of the video would have been him watching the video. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, all right, well, tickled Drew. What do you know, Derek?
2: Hi, yes. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Yeah, 23. That's right. Uh, I'd just like to say, Drew, I think you give some good advice. Uh, Adam, what can I say? I think you're a, a modern-day uh, blue-collar working-class hero for the rest of us. Um, my question sort is... Sort of like
4: the male Vita. Absolutely. <laughs> you're a you're hero to us all, Adam. Don't cry for me. North Pasadena. Hollywood, Pasadena. <laughs> you're uh, supposed to be in the morsel. that's all they wanted i sh- 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 i only know that evita because i saw the commercial which it was playing at like the schubert uh and they just ran that commercial at nauseam when i was uh nine you remember that drew oh yeah okay sorry derek oh
2: that's, that's okay going. um uh two quick questions adam when did you realize you had a uh, comedic talent i know you talk a lot about doing carpentry work and uh, cleaning rugs and whatnot but uh, what steps did you take to uh, be a success
4: um i i i always had a a good sense of humor or at least i always like to uh, make jokes and sort of uh, be the cut up of the class and that kind of thing uh, the problem is is i was told when i was Popping off in class, uh shut up be quiet you're uh, you 're disturbing the class your uh outbursts are disruptive, so on and so forth so i didn't even though I knew I had a sense of humor, it was more of a liability than it was a virtue uh you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i didn't really think uh, I could make a living popping off, considering every time I popped off, somebody told me to shut up, which is, uh, by the way, why uh, the faculty of North Hollywood uh, High and Walter Reed uh, Junior High can kiss my hairy uh, fistula-laden ass right now, because I make uh, five times as much money as all of you and I do nothing but pop
3: off for a living. I, so I apparently there is a way you're to do me this. You somebody that would, like, yell out in the middle of a class or something. I, mean. uh,
4: I was like a, yeah, I was a bit of a goof off. Uh. Yeah, so anyway, I was a goof off, and then uh, I got yelled at. And then um, I cam, come from the kind of background, uh, family-wise, that wasn't real supportive in uh, any endeavors. And so uh, when it came, nobody, in other words, pulled me aside at uh, 18 or 19 and said, oh, hey, uh, you really got something uh, going here, you should pursue it. Just nobody pulled me aside for anything. I just got out of high school, I had piss-poor grades, uh, D-minus, and uh, I started cleaning carpets, and then I moved out of the house, and then I started carpentry. But at some point I realized, hey, uh, this would suck to do my whole life. So um, I just started training and comedy uh, groundlings acme theater and that kind of thing but uh, it wasn't as, as if uh, somebody told me early on you, you you know this is something you can do or i had some kind of epiphany or something but just a slow drawn out process mainly because i knew i had to do something and i tried my hand uh more than tried my hand at the physical stuff at least 12 years of that and realized that i hated it right especially uh, now that i look back at on it I realized I was horribly tortured because my mind sort of worked, and I was working in an industry that really uh that was a detriment uh because it was all about uh doing very difficult uh, repetitious actions
2: but i mean it seems to me that your your humor comes from your you know your your middle class and your experience working with you know that type of uh, that type of humor because I've been around people like that and they they somewhat express themselves, I think, better than people who are i think more articulate, well, and
4: more yeah, educated. they do because they they do stuff like um like I would work with guys who would uh if you s- were sitting down on a pile of drywall and they were walking by, they would fart on you as they walk by, or they would time they would time it so they would fart on you they, I told you the guy a uh, guy stained my truck with uh walnut stain uh, every day i the The other good one was uh I used to have like a kill switch uh in my truck hidden like a toggle switch like up underneath the steering column somewhere like down like where your hood latch is. Uh, These guys would smear joint compound on that just about every day. And every day when I would reach down fishing around for this, I would get a handful of this uh, joint compound. A lot of that, a lot of nailing the tool bags to the wooden floor (laughs) so that when you try to pick it up after lunch, you you couldn't get it off the floor. A lot of uh, taking the joint compound and filling the rear pouch of the bag with joint compound and then asking you for a tool that you kept in that rear area, in which case you would just reach blindly into the back pouch and get another handful of, uh, you know, a construction adhesive or joint compound. So uh, a lot of that kind of, uh, yes, those guys, uh, blue-collar people have the best sense of humor. They, d- they just, they can't really write it down, or it, it has to <laughs> sort of come of the, in the it's moment. It's
3: sort of Fred Flintstone humor, though.
4: Yeah, yeah, a lot of, uh, lot of, lot of, lot of fart humor. But anyway.
2: Oh yeah. well, uh, I would just uh, like to uh, wish you all the best. You, you're your inspiration to, to us all. But uh, my question, another question for Dr. Drew, I seem to be attracted to uh, big-breasted women. I know Adam talks about that a lot. Big chesty women. I just want to know what the uh, the significance of that is.
3: Uh, where that Can we comes answer it from? now, or should we wait till the next? Part? And we'll we'll uh, we gotta
4: go to break. But okay. when we come back, uh, Derek, we will explain the genius behind pursuing uh, a large bust. <laughs>
1: The NFL 2015 season is well underway. And Podcast One's got you covered 24-7 with network studs like Dan
4: Patrick. Is Peyton Manning still a top five player? Plus, Rich Eisen
1: and Ian Fitzsimmons. Ex-big-game champs like The Stinkin' Truth with Mark Schlaren who provides you with weekly picks and NFL A-listers. Mike Shanahan and Ross Tucker's football podcast.
3: He was wearing cement boots, trying to get back from center.
1: And if you love to play fantasy football, we've got you covered with huge podcasts from DraftKings and Fantasy Feast with Ross We oh. Don't miss a single snap all season long. Head to podcastone.com now.
4: That's podcastone.com. Huh? Oh, okay. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thank God Mike's here a point. All right. But thank God we don't attempt to do a show. <laughs> if we did... Then uh, then this would stand out. All right. Uh, what the hell are we talking about, Drew? Uh, phone no. number, Derek. Line huh? Line one. Oh, forget the phone. line one. Okay. <laughs> so, love line, Derek. Yes. All right. So you're 23. That's uh, right. Attracted to? Oh yes. So you want to know why you're attracted to big-breasted women? That's right. I too would like to know the answer to this. I I certainly am, and. Uh, have seemed to have been fixated on the breast for uh, as long as I can remember. Well, I, I am not. As a no matter of right. fact, like, I'm so fixated on breasts that objects uh, that are big and sort of spherical actually turn into breasts. Like, you know, in cartoons when uh, the guy gets trapped on the island and his buddy looks
3: like a pork chop because <laughs> he's so hungry. Yes. Like when Ann walks in here, this yes. looks like one big breast. Really? Fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I am certainly no expert in this area, but let me just say that there are probably a few issues. One is, of course, that is a primitive area that every human uh, receives some gratification from. And to the extent that our sexuality is an expression of a lot of primitive feelings and emotions uh, and, and instincts, uh, there, there's obviously some attachment to that. See, to me it
4: means, um, here's what I think. Well, let me finish. More of a woman. but well, More woman. Think about that for a second. But
3: it, it it tends to have an aggressive quality to it, uh, too, in the male, and because there's it's usually sort of a way of managing aggression, and it has a oh. it, it has a fetishistic quality to it, and the fetish is usually something that allows you or causes you to function sexually. It's something I, I would bet that you kind of you actually need that in order to, to function sexually. To jumpstart myself sexually. You know, what, what what would happen to you if somebody had zero zero breasts? Would I date a guy? Would you be okay? Oh, would, uh, no, no, I'll put him on the spot. Would I be all right dating a woman that was flat-chested? Could you function sexually?
4: <laughs> I could function sexually on a melon. Are <laughs> you kidding? Let well, I me mean, think about it, though. Oh, yeah. I've had girlfriends that have uh, okay. had small chests.
3: Because chest. sometimes if it's really a fetish, uh, then guys can't even function that way.
4: No, I function. I just have to picture a huge set of cans. Well, <laughs> No, I have had, uh, girlfriends that were, uh, not large chested. Uh, I've never had someone who was like flat, like sort of, um, abnormally or, or sort of, you know, in a masculine way or something. But I've certainly gone out with, uh, a, a woman or two who did not have a large breast. Most women don't. Uh, especially if they have a nice figure, it tends to sort of keep in, in step. If they have, you know, uh, nice uh, rear end, nice legs, they don't tend to have the huge gaping breasts. And, uh, gaping? <laughs> heaving, I'm sorry. The
3: point is, is I've dated that, and it's, uh, you know, it's an obstacle, we work around it. <laughs> so there there is that quality too it. It, it. it is a, you know, the fact that it's sort of this oral thing from something way, way back, and it is sort of a fetishistic quality, that tends to be... Sort of ways of managing old feelings of overwhelming concerns of being annihilated and being aggressed upon or against and that sort of thing. It's to old, me, old feelings.
4: See, to me, now I know this is going to sound overly simplistic, but I love a, a breast. Let's <laughs> say. Let, let me. Let's put it this way. i I'll, 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 I'll put it this way, Drew. Yes. I like pie, right? Yes. Now, what's better? than than one nice thin slice of pie. What would be better than that? A big slice of pie. A big slice of pie. And what would be even better than a that? Huge <laughs> that's right. And that's what it is. To me, uh looking for, see, I wanna see is i is, is, I wanna see a I want the person I'm attracted to physically to look as different from me naked as possible. Yeah. The flatter the chested you are The closer you resemble a teenage boy The less attracted uh, I am The more of what you got that I don't got The more interesting it is to me uh-huh. The more uh, directions things can be moving During the sexual act uh, The better You know what I'm saying, Drew? No. All of a sudden it makes sense When I give the pie analogy, doesn't it? Randy Yeah. You're 19
1: Yeah well here's the deal i um i didn't smoke any marijuana my entire life till about two years ago and then i just kind of fell in with the wrong crowd you know and uh and smoked a lot of it for a good year and then for the last year it's been kind of a cycle of uh, i'll quit and then a couple of months go by and you know somebody comes by with some really good stuff and it's just get right back into it over and over again the cycle just wondering, you know, how do you, how do you get
3: out of something like that? Mm-hmm. It was an addiction like any other substance addiction, and if you really are interested in getting over it, there was MA, Marijuana mm-hmm. Anonymous. And uh, marijuana is, mm-hmm. unfortunately, people don't want to discuss this or acknowledge it, but it can be a profoundly addictive substance for some people. Mm-hmm. And when you cannot stop, that's what addiction is. It's not being able to stop in spite of wanting to badly and developing accumulation of consequences as a result ah, of your relationship here's an with inter- ah,
4: here's an interesting way of yes. putting it, Drew, yes. as I was thinking about this. Mm. Maybe it's not an addictive substance. Maybe it's an addictive activity, such as... I was thinking about this. I could not go three days without watching TV. I couldn't. Mm. I don't think I could. Why? I would... Because I'd come home, like I'll come home tonight after the show, I would sit on the sofa, I would pick up a book, and uh, then I would start grinding my teeth, and I would start thinking about who the hell won that football game that was on tonight, and I would go nuts, and I'd want to see the score, and
3: I'd turn the thing on. Well, I, I do make a distinction between addiction and addictive behaviors. And to me, addiction is a pure biological process. It's the activation of the dopamine system and the nucleus accumbens and a conditioning of that region of the brain. has been well-established exactly what it is. And in fact, every chemical that causes addiction has a final common pathway of activation through that mesolimbic reward system, period. Yeah, right. But there are behaviors that, that sort of engender addiction, and they usually are avoidant or escape behaviors. Mm-hmm. If you have affect or feelings you can't deal with, and uh, you need to get away from them, you'll start pursuing things. And if you have a biology that is particularly rewarded by certain chemicals, those are the chemicals that work best. All right,
4: so uh, Randy hasn't been at it that long, though, Drew, and he didn't do it before then. Uh, But
3: when he started, boom.
4: All right, well, part of the thing you can do is not Not hang out with the the guys who get the good stuff when it comes through town. Uh, That's uh, exactly how I am with the weed. Uh, I won't think about it, and I'll go... Uh, weeks, months, and, uh, she's almost said years, uh, without it. But then, um, uh, lo and behold, uh, here comes the wheeze, and, uh, he's got himself a little connect- connection, and, uh, look out. Sophia? Yeah? You're 31?
5: I am. Um, um, I want to say real quick about the ladies who answer the phone are really great, mm. and I wonder if sometimes they could sit in when one of you guys are gone. Mm.
3: We have suggested that in the past.
5: Oh, you have.
3: Yeah. You've answered that. But it hasn't happened. Yeah, we said, remember when when uh, you were out town, I wanted to have Ann and
4: Mike. And, right. That's uh, very dangerous, because uh, when you find out that anybody can do your job, Drew... Oh, you were the one that put the cowboy on. out means may be right? out, of, uh, out of a job, yeah. I thought okay, it was well, the administration. they're doing their job, good. Right.
5: Yeah.
4: And I can't answer the phone, so that means I'd really be out.
5: Yeah, and you know, you guys could also get um, Mahalo t-shirts at Mahalo Airlines,
3: Mahalo Airlines? There's Aloha Airlines.
5: Yeah, Mahalo also is an inner island.
3: Uh, well,
4: here we go. Oh, there is. I didn't yeah, know about that.
5: Yeah, sure. It's all kinds of stuff.
4: It's a uh, it's a small like commuter. Wait a minute. Yeah, they there, have no? it
5: on Maui. Hold on. Aren't
4: all airlines commuter airlines? But the the, the people commute on them. Yeah. Non hub airlines. Oh, I see.
5: It's really cheap. It's like thirty five bucks one way. Okay. Yeah. Anyway.
4: What's going on there?
5: Okay. Yeah, I have um my partner is making these calls to one nine hundred line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm wondering if there's we have finally started talking about it and I'm wondering if there's you know, a place where you can call or you have some meetings or Yeah,
3: there I mean if he really is a sexual compulsive. S A. Just like Yeah, a. oh a. really? Yeah. I
5: called uh,
3: uh F and A. Good, call a, a, good a joke really works, we can say the F word. I know. <laughs>
4: call FAA
3: you and, and ask if there's a referral to S A. Okay. And that's an organization that deals with this kind of thing. You know what I readily.
4: think would be more effective, uh, cheaper and faster mm-hmm. is
3: put <sighs> an electric uh, have current
4: through the phone. Uh, no, um have uh, some leave some uh ah, uh, ah, uh-huh. Here's what you do. You you make up some sort of flyer, you know, hot uh, Asian broads, one nine hundred, you know, fifty cents an hour or something, something so tantalizing he can't resist. Uh, leave it around the house. Uh, don't make it obvious, but he'll find it. Uh, have that number go straight through to his mom, <laughs> and just uh, have him uh, just and uh, just have her uh, just on, on. Yeah, honey, this is disgusting. What you're doing? Uh. Hold on. He, Danny's on the phone. He's called, sexed up again. And um, don't you think that would do it for him, Drew? Don't you think one like good, like scared straight, like one good shocking experience that way would be enough? Maybe just a tape of you describing this will be enough. Thank you, Drew. John. Alrighty. Love line. Should we get out that fax number, Drew? Nope. No. You ready to go? Just get out. Period did you back your car into the spot no oh really no oh yeah. you're gonna go home at a very leisurely clip no you know it's cool when drew passes me on the freeway we drive the same way home each you, night you like that and uh sometimes i get a little lead on you because i don't wait like a fool uh for the arrow right because um culver city uh Actually, I think Culver's Spanish for arrow, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, left-turn arrow. Left-turn arrow. Yes. A useless arrow. Look that up on the Internet, Engineer Mike. Uh, it must have been, uh, I think, uh, General Culver in the uh, Spanish-American War, but I think, he, uh, I think that means arrow ah. in Spanish. Anyway, uh, this dump known as Culver City is one big effing arrow. And um, basically what you do when you leave the studio at night is you wait to be carjacked out on Venice Boulevard right. while you're sitting at a, uh, at a red arrow while the light is green, and you cannot see a set of headlights for as far as the eye can see. Right. That's the beauty of this town. So anyway, I do get to scoop on Drew, but uh, he flies past me on the 10. Uh, opera music blaring. Uh, Ten and two on the wheel, and a look of uh, love and determination on his face all at once. <laughs> all right, next week, uh, John Hyatt, my idol, is coming in. The reason I got into radio is to not only meet chicks and make money, but meet John Hyatt. Oh, and David Arquette, which is one of the reasons I thought about not going into radio. But no, David Arquette is. Uh, no-
1: this concludes another PodcastOne.com program.